the explosive new film, Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost, exposes secrets behind the government's takedown of General Michael Flynn. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. He told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. They had to get rid of Flynn. Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to SalemNow.com. SalemNow.com. Looking for strategies to help you protect your portfolio in these uncertain times? Visit RobBlack.com. RobBlack.com. Powered by EP Wealth. I'm Rob Black, talking all things financial, money, investing, insurance. Real quick, talking about insurance, buy term life, invest the rest. Real simple concept. You don't need whole life. You don't need variable life. My grandfather owned a farm in California, in Placentia. Um, when he died at 92, no one needed his money. Didn't need his whole life insurance. Variable life is just uh, stupid. And by stupid, it's part investments and part insurance, and you pay for both parts. Just buy term life and invest the rest. You'll come out way further ahead. Some other like tips and hints and tricks and things like that. I don't like annuities in any way, shape or form. I'll have to always take a look every three to five years to see what new product is out there that acts like an annuity, which is half insurance product, half investment product. Again, it's usually cheaper to buy term and invest the rest. Markets are slightly higher this morning. What other insurance stories can I throw out at you real quick? Um, I've got a lot of insurance as a driver in case I hit a car of attorneys. And if you hit a Tesla or, yeah, if you hit a Tesla or, I'm not going to say every electric vehicle, but if you just rear into Tesla, it ain't getting fixed. It's usually totaled. And the Cybertruck will definitely be totaled because it's got such weird angles. Uh, unless Tesla gets into the business of doing their own insurance and fixing their own vehicles and such like that. I, I don't think it's possible. So um, always make sure you have enough insurance is what it comes down to. And make sure you feel comfortable with those deductibles. Returns in the bond market are miserable this year. That's two years in a row the bonds have just been wrong. And I'm happy that I'm in my 50s and not in my 60s and 70s. Because in my 60s and 70s, I expect to have bonds, and I really don't at this point in time. Um, I might have some in some of my 401k holdings, but I don't think so. All four major markets are higher right now. I was writing a letter to an email to a client slash friend. And he says, um, he says something like the markets are tanking and mortgages are 8%, but I'm getting them one other, I'm buying another house. How much should I put on my mortgage? And I spent like half the letter going, wait, wait, what do you mean markets are tanking? You can't have that attitude. We're up 15% this year. You can't have the attitude it's tanking just because it's been a bad September. And he kind of backed off a little bit after that. <clears throat> but I wanted to make sure he wasn't going to hurt himself and like try to do something stupid. 
I do wish that we had a little more breath this year. I don't like that the mid-cap aren't doing much. But I'm okay with it because I understand how the game works in the long term. It's a horse race where all the horses move towards the finish line. Okay, so all four major markets are higher. Let's move into the news of the day. I've given you enough quick thoughts on... Um, Off the cuff. Yesterday, the markets were up pretty nicely. S&P 500 was up uh, more than half a percent. NASDAQ was up one-third of a percent. Dow Jones Industrial Average up more than one-half a percent. Ten-year Treasury sits at 4.8%. Lockheed Martin was a big winner, and it sucks that Lockheed Martin was a big winner because it has to do with the conflict in Israel with Hamas and Israelis. And there is enough horrible, horrible stories there. I don't know how much I'm going to get into that on the show. I will say that five years ago, 10 years ago, 15 years, I I used to wake up and go to Twitter whenever something like that happened. And now I just won't do it. Um, Twitter's just got a hotbed of misinformation. And that's kind of as far as I'm going to get with that maybe today. Um, The latest updates on the Israeli-Hamas war. It's into its fourth day. 11 American citizens were killed. An unknown number remained missing. The armed wing of Hamas threatened to kill an Israeli hostage every time Israel bombs Palestinian civilians in Gaza without warning. A lot of people living in a very small, uh, compact part of the world. Disney has another fight on their hands. Nelson Peltz. Didn't we just do this earlier this year? It felt like we did. Nelson Peltz is an activist investor, and he's pissed. He's angry. He's upset that um, the stock has gone from 115 this year, essentially, to 80. He wants more control. He's uh, the biggest shareholder. I think he's the biggest shareholder. Let's see. Do I have that data? Uh, The try-and fund management. They already won back in February. I'm pretty sure he's the biggest shareholder. He's He's got board seats, and he wants more board seats. And he wants Disney to take more action. Walgreens pharmacist walked off the job yesterday, saying harsh harsh working conditions created by undersized staff that leave them unable to safely fill prescriptions while meeting the demands of a busy vaccine season. Um, The writers, the auto workers, the nurses. It's 2023. This is a year of labor. What else do we have to hit? Let's see if we can't get something in from today's market action. <clears throat> what do we have? Pepsi got things started, topping third quarter estimates by a comfortable margin, raising 2023 expectations above consensus. The CFO went on the CNBC from Pepsi and said there's zero impact so far on Pepsi's business from the Olympic weight loss drug. This is a story where people are trying to maybe make something too fast, in my opinion. I looked because uh, I'm always looking to have a list of stocks that I would want to buy. And yesterday I looked at three. Who were they? Were they? Um, McDonald's, Coca-Cola, and Pepsi. McDonald's has gone from 285 this year. It's now down at about 250. That's pretty interesting. 
a down year and an up year on the market because of Ozempic. Um, just because people are taking the weight drop, gloss drugs, not mean does not everyone's going to do it. Um, then is that Coke or is that Pepsi? I can't even tell from the chart. Oh, Coke's gone from um, 65 down to 55 this year and has a nice dividend yield of 3.4%. That's not bad for a guy who's looking to retire in 5, 10, 15 years. Not a bad position to hold long term and not a bad year to get a discount on it. And Pepsi's gone from 185 down to 160. And they too have a nice dividend. So um, I'm just throwing it down there that sometimes opportunities come at strange times. 3.1% dividend yield on Pepsi. One. There was a lot of gravity on the attack on Israel and the contemplation of worst case scenarios in the immediate aftermath. Columbus Day holiday left the treasury market closed yesterday, so we really haven't seen the full impact. But the markets in the Middle East, you could see themselves on Monday, were only down 2%. So it's not something the markets haven't seen before. Again, could it escalate? Absolutely. Could it go on for a long period of time and we have a second war between Ukraine, Russia, and this one? Between Hamas and Israel or Iran, Hamas and Israel? Again, I'm not ever going to get political on this show. We hope not is the right way of saying that. You can find me online at robloxshow.com. Think you're in good shape for retirement? Find out how you're really doing with the seven tests of retirement readiness. Join Rob Black and CFP Chad Burton of EP Wealth Advisors, Saturday, October 28th in San Mateo. They'll walk you through these seven tests to find out whether you are really ready for the retirement you want. Rob will provide timely commentary, and Chad will share specific strategies for taxes, income, long-term care, safe money, investing, life goals, and more. If you have at least $500,000 in investable assets and want to retire better, pass on your estate, and minimize taxes, this event is for you. Find out if you're on the right track with the seven tests of retirement readiness, Saturday, October 28th, 10 a.m. to noon at the Crown Plaza in San Mateo. Space is limited, so sign up today at robblackshow.com. That's robblackshow.com. Can you pass all seven tests? Sign up today online at robblackshow.com. I'm Rob Black, talking all things financial money, investing, and more. Uh, oil today is down 70 cents. My producer asked during the break, you to be buying war stocks. I'm like, nope, not me. Not my kind of thing. Um, do I like Lockheed Martin as a stock? Sure. Um, but for the long term, and typically when things are out of favor, like if there's a big peace dividend where we haven't been at war for 10 years and Democrats and Republicans are talking about cutting spending, I know that's not going to last forever. So that's when I want to buy those kind of stocks. Right now, like I said earlier in the segment, Pepsi, Coke, and McDonald's look interesting to me because they're selling off thinking that everyone in America is going to take Ozempic. We're talking about how much planes are going to weigh less. And I just have faith in the good old red, white, and blue. I think we're fat oobaloompas, and I think we'll continue to be uh, body weight, the biggest in the world. So I don't think that ends, and I don't know. So I've heard some pretty big horror stories about some of the 
results of Ozempic. But now again, compared to the life-saving abilities of cutting down your heart risk, boy, I'd, I'd, I'd take a twisted tummy. <clears throat> but again, that's me. What else do we have to hit today? Um, let's talk a little bit about oil because what I'm trying to say is I like buying things when they're out of favor. Oil stocks are leaping right now, and I'm not against oil stocks. I think ExxonMobil is telling us that oil stocks are very attractive because they're going out and buying an oil, oil company. They're not saying, you know, we're going to go drill and find more oil. They're acquiring it right now. They're buying other companies that have energy. I'm not saying Exxon's my investment guru, but that tells you something where they're putting their money where their mouth is. Crude oil prices jumped to $89 a barrel yesterday. Now they're down to about $86. High geopolitical risk right now. The U.S. dollar is rising to a multi-decade high off the backs of domestic economic resilience and relatively cooling inflation. I expect the dollar to peak uh, at this point in time. I expect that to go the other direction. So talk a little bit more about where we are in this whole oil scenario. Uh, high geopolitical risk. Really heinous violence, too. When you see young people who are partying, uh, being killed by people with guns, it doesn't seem like a fair fight. I understand everyone's going to have an opinion on that, and it's as political as I'm going to get to. The Bank of Israel announced plans to sell up to $30 billion in reserve to prop up its shekel, as well as to commit up to another $15 billion in liquidity to the market via swap agreements. I don't know enough about the shekel. I'm not long or short the shekel. And I just said something that I've you've never heard me say on the show, but I think the dollar's best days are now behind it. It's had a very strong year. But with inflation, with our debt issues, which they are, at some point in time, other countries will get tired of buying our debt. Not yet. Not yet. But we're going to have to pay more and more and more to service that debt. In September, supply cuts from both Saudi Arabia and Russia saw Brent crude rise to $97 a barrel. The prices almost immediately fell 11% in the first week of October over signs of a global economic slowdown and what I've called an overweighted trade in both oil and the 10-year treasury. Iran is the only nation facing possible steeper oil sanctions. Treasury Secretary Janet Yellen said the U.S. is planning on beefing up enforcements of sanctions on Russian oil, agreed to by G7 nations last year following Russia's unprovoked invasion of Ukraine. What's interesting is the United States sent aircraft carrier destroyer, a couple other battleships uh, to uh, park right south of Israel. And that's where a lot of illegal oil gets traded by Russia. Um, and part of me, just throwing this down there for you, and this is the cynic where it's maybe too soon. Part of me saw Hamas invade Israel, and I bet. And I went, I wonder if Russia asked Iran to ask Hamas to do this and try to upset the Biden election year. 
Americans don't love never-ending wars, and Americans don't love high oil prices. So Pepsi beat Wall Street estimates. They raised their earnings outlook. The raising their earnings outlook is what you have to really pay attention to. Um, the numbers aren't that imp- impressive to me, so I don't really go into them. But Pepsi reported third quarter net income. Uh of three point oh nine billion. So in the last ninety days, they made three billion dollars. Last year, this time they made two point seven billion. So that's impressive. Um, there's some bright spots in beverages. Gatorade saw double digit revenue growth. The company also plans to relaunch Mountain Dew Baja Blast, a fan favorite, only available at Taco Bell. I just can't get terribly excited by it. But again, would I own it? Hell yeah, I would. Depending on where you are in your life. Other stories of note that are out there. Sam Bankman-Fried's ex-girlfriend is going to testify at a pivotal moment in the trial today. Um, again, don't want to talk too much about this. Um, I'm. It's not a legal show. But she turned quickly. And I found that interesting. Caroline Allison was one of Sam Bankman-Fried's top deputies and his one-time romantic partner. What I think is fascinating about this is they're going to make a movie of this sometimes, right? It's going to be a Hallmark movie. And they're just two of the most strikingly odd-looking people to me. She looks like she's 12, even though she's 28. And he just looks um, unkempt. For a guy who was playing with billions of dollars, he, he just looked like he turned out of bed after 72 hours. Just strange for me. American couples have how much money saved for retirement? I love statistics and fun facts like 40% of Americans fear retirement more than death. Almost 9 in 10 say that their biggest retirement fear is not having enough income. Can you imagine being a married couple and thinking you don't have enough income? On average, someone under age 25 is saving less than $7,000. Someone between 55 and 64 has over 232000 That's not enough money. When you factor that over 10 years, it's $23,000 a year. Is that enough money? No one really talks about retirement budgets. except for financial planners. Experts say that a couple age 60 with a dual income of 75,000 per year should have seven times their household income. That multiplies to 525,000. I want that number higher. Big event coming up March, not March. What am I talking about? October 28th, less than three weeks away in San Mateo at the Crown Plaza. It's the seven readiness tests of retirement with CFP Chad Burton myself. 10 to noon, 10 to noon, a Saturday morning event. You can sign up for it at robblackshow.com. That's robblackshow.com. Visit the Rob Black Show online at robblackshow.com. Listen to archive podcasts, market updates, and information from EP Wealth's certified financial planners online at robblackshow.com. I'm Rob Black talking all things financial money, investing, and more. Google is introducing a new AI-powered tool designed to rifle through your medical records for doctors. It's something the doctors would pay for. And it'll go through all the various hospitals and medical visits that I've had from being on vacation and, you know, stepping on a nail to 
maybe all the way back to my childhood if medical records were kept. It could look through all my x-rays for the doctor and say, oh, you used to have clean lungs. I have a spot on your lungs. Um, it's a pretty cool idea. I think the medical industry could use it, to be quite honest with you. Trying to pull together patient's history and then saying, being able to ask Google Cloud uh, exactly what medications have Rob had, has Rob had in the last six years. What ones have worked? What ones haven't worked? I like the idea. Are you with me? Uh, I don't think you have to pick a side. This is not a war, but are you with me? Charlie Munger said something fascinating. For some reason, he's getting a lot of press. Like, I, I fear he's about to die. I know that's not a nice thing to say, but he's pushing 100. And he's Warren Buffett's right-hand man. Very odd that both of them are still alive. And both their spouses passed. Usually happens the other way around, right? But Munger said something that I want you to digest. The big money is not in the buying and selling, but in the waiting. Totally agree. And I'm at the point now where I can buy growth stocks and wait two to five years. Or I could buy income stocks like Coca-Cola and Pepsi and Target and wait five to ten years while they're paying their dividend. Buy great companies and good economies and bad economies and recessions and non-recessions, you'll do okay. Um, or if you want to go with an income fund, that's probably more of a, a patience one because it's going to be not growth in income. It's going to be income. Or if you want to go with a growth fund, you could do that. I tend to find that a lot of uh, portfolio managers who are growthy tend to sell too early. I'm happy I sell on my Microsoft and Apple. And um, they've been in my portfolio for 20 years. That's a long time. Um, what else do we have to hit? So Munger, um, he doesn't hold the title of the fourth the richest person in the world. Oh, by the way, he had a chance to invest in Tesla early, and he didn't. That's crazy. Those stories, uh, they kind of make the hair stand up on my arm. Munger's a big-time philanthropist. He just donated $40 million to the Henry E. Huntington Library and Art Museum in San Marino, Marino California. I, I like him. I like Buffett a little bit more, but I did like his statement that he said today. That's getting the headlines. The big money is not in the buying and the selling, but in the waiting. It's tremendous waiting in the investment world for several reasons. The power of compounding pays off. Munger's statement highlights the magic of compounding. Time is a very powerful factor in the growth of investments. As the investment begins to yield returns, those returns can be reinvested, potentially leading to exponential growth over time. He's 99 years old, and he's still throwing down money phrases. He's one of those people that he preaches hard work in personal relationships and in, in finding investments. Mark Cuban's wallet got drained. Billionaire loses nearly $1 million through a crypto scam. How do you feel about that? He's one of those spokespeople, kind of unofficial, for cryptocurrency. He's not talking a lot about it, but uh, his wallet's been inactive for 160 days and all the assets just moved. 
there's a company that he was using and he has confirmed his misfortune. He said he believes he downloaded a dodgy version of the popular crypto wallet software, MetaMask, that had some poop inside of it. He used a different word for poop. And uh, he lost about $870,000 in 10 different cryptocurrencies. Pretty interesting, right? If it could happen to him, can it happen to you? I'm not ready to put my money or my children's money into crypto. I know there's a lot to learn about that statement, but also I don't like the way it's acting this year. Um, with high inflation and with terrorism and high oil and world wars, it should be acting better. Early things that I wish I knew in my life. Um, I'm now at the point where I'm kicking back and relaxing a lot more. I took yesterday off, had a birthday over the weekend. I've got to spend some time with five lovely friends, uh, friends and family. Um, Went to Ventura, California, which is kind of a neat city. And I, I don't want to live there. No, 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 no. But it's in between Santa Barbara and L.A. But it has no feel of L.A. And it doesn't have the uh, pomp- pompness, the Meghan Markle feeling of Santa Barbara. Um, I do like it was a fun city. Great restaurants. Great food. So pretty good weather. But also... um it just didn't have that California, it didn't have the LA vibe, which I, is appreciated. You looked around for expensive cars and you couldn't find them, if that tells you anything. Um, so a couple things about your 401k is I treat it like a car, a good old fast fashion uh, gasoline powered car. You have to do a little maintenance on it. Um, every now and then go into your 401k. My company, EP Wealth, moved our 401k this year to Fidelity. Great company. I think Fidelity's great. Vanguard's great. Um, Schwab's great. I have no problem with the, the major companies like that. And some of the picks that I had got repositioned into Fidelity-style funds. So I checked the fees on all of my funds, just like testing the uh, air pressure in your tires. I was watching for hidden fees, seeing if I could figure out anything that was wrong. I looked at the five-year and 10-year track record of all the funds that got transferred that were kind of similar. So if I had a mid-cap growth fund, I wanted to make sure that I was still at a mid-cap growth, no longer mid-cap growth in income or mid-cap income. Check the fees, check the performance, make sure that it's about right with where it should be. What else did I do? Also did a little maintenance on my 401k that my paycheck was going into the 401k. Um, In my early 30s, there was a year that uh, Chad and I changed our 401k provider. And the new company didn't get my banking information correct. So for about 14 months, my 401k contributions were sitting in cash. That sucked. There were 14 good months on the Wall Street too, you know? So I want to make sure everything's linked. Watch out for fees. Um, I've now put in enough that I feel comfortable, but I'm still maxing out because it's a tax-efficient way of using my payroll, my uh, income. 
checked for lifestyle creep. Um, what's that mean? One of the biggest hindering factors for retirement goals is lifestyle inflation. I am spending more this year than I did last year than the year before. I'm at the point where my children are teenagers or preteens. And I want to have experiences with them like Ventura, California, beach towns. Last year we went to San Diego, things like that. And that ain't cheap now. Post pandemic, things got really expensive really fast. I don't think it was cheap before, if you know what I'm saying, but it definitely ain't cheap now. So I, I just got to make sure that I'm, I'm funding as much as I can. And I am. Um, I try not to get complicated with the funds that I choose in my 401k. Um, I'm not going for like, and there's no problem with you doing this. Um, but I, if it's like a fidelity select internet fund, yeah, I kind of like that, but not for my 401k. I like it for more for my regular accounts. Um, if it's uh, a defensive war fund, you know, ooh, what's going on with Israel? I could profit from that. Not my idea, but could be yours. I don't get fancy with my 401k, if that makes any sense. Very, very dull. Um, I do like keeping coming back to big round numbers. Um, how much should you have? So you'll hear me do that a lot. But also, I told you that a friend of mine and a client, he's someone I used to work with 25 years ago, and he became a client of EP Wealth. And he was talking to me about getting a mortgage because he came into money recently. And I kind of got mad at him a little bit. And if you've ever seen my emails, I am I don't mind telling you the way I see it. Where like an eight percent more interest from your taxes, it really is like cost effective to six and a half percent. And then if you compare that with investment returns and capital gains, taxes, and net profits, mortgage interest rate is tax efficient. It's a concept people don't really grasp. And I also said, you know, if you get a mortgage now, he's like, I don't know, 8% is high. I said, it's not going to readjust for inflation every year. And down the road, you're going to be able to refinance it a little bit lower. Not immediately. How much mortgage should you get? I said, he asked. And I was like, how much can you afford? Don't look at the rate. Look at how much you can afford. Factor in the rate, but don't look at the rate. And I said, back when I was working with 25 years ago, mortgages were at 8%. So don't act like this isn't something you've ever not seen before. You can find me online at robblackshow.com. You are listening to the Rob Black Show podcast. For more information on EP Wealth, visit robblack.com. That's robblack.com. One of my favorite books, and I have different types of books when people ask me that question. And it's my favorite question to ask people who I meet for the first time or when I'm meeting their spouse, I'm like, what's a great book to read? And everyone always has an answer. And it's kind of going on a conversation other than, other than what do you do for a living? Where do you work? Um, I like, what's your favorite book? But I have different books. I've got my personal favorites. I've got ones that I would want you to read. I've got, um, you know, are we talking fun books? Are we talking fiction or nonfiction? One of my favorites is for kids. If you know any children who are the dad is reading to them and they're between the ages of six to 10, six to 12, maybe there's a book called the thief of always by Clive Barker. And it's a, it's a lovely, lovely storytelling um, angle. 
It, it's well written. It's about a boy who is kind of being, how should I say, feeling empty, feeling alone. And he kind of travels to a magical house. And it's got a very big Halloween theme in it. And vampires, like the bad guy is literally a vampire. And it's kind of cool. You don't know that till the end. Um, but it always reminds me of Halloween. And I share that because I think we should all have things that we share and we should all have conversations like that. Halloween's my favorite holiday. Now, I don't get into the pumpkin spice latte, but did you know Starbucks is selling a pumpkin spice latte varsity jacket, like a high school football jacket, a letterman jacket? What the hell is that all about? I do like Halloween. I just don't like the Halloween pumpkin spice latte. That's 20 years old. The Halloween that I like is the getting dressed up. This year, Americans will spend about $12.2 billion for Halloween candy, costumes, and decorations. That's a record. That's the highest Halloween spending clocked since 2017, where I mean, that's a huge jump of $3 billion. And it will be record spending. Consumers are expected to spend $108 per person up from $100 in 2022. And I stop and I think about that. And I'm like, that can't be right. And like last year for TV, I dressed up as Elton John because he was on his goodbye tour. And I'm like, okay, I probably got a gold jacket, got sunglasses. Yeah, I probably spent $100. My son this year is going to be a shark gangster. I don't even know what that means. I guess it's kind of like a loan sharker they're trying to play off of, but... Everyone at a school is dressing as the same costume. And that does sound kind of funny. Um, but I don't know. I don't know. I, don't know. I bet he's going to spend $100, right? So candy and costumes are expensive. Sugar prices rose their highest levels since 2012, stemming from bad weather in China, India, and Thailand. Isn't it fascinating? China, India, and Thailand can have bad weather, and we're paying more for our candy. 40% of people surveyed plan to do their Halloween shopping at discount stores, followed by 39% shopping at specialty Halloween and costume stores. 32% more shopping online. Costumes are the biggest revenue generator. They pull in about $4.1 billion. You know Barbie's going to be big this year. The Wednesday Adams character from Netflix show Wednesday will be big. You get the Super Mario Brothers movies. Top 10 Halloween costumes for kids. Spider-Man, Princess, Ghost, Superhero, Witch. Batman, Barbie, Zombie, Mario, and Wednesday. For pets, that's right. Americans spend money on their pets. Number one costume, pumpkin. Number two, hot dog. I'm good with that one. <laughs> like, There's something smile. Which comes to, I've got enough money that I can spend more, and spending it's tough for me. Best Buy is somewhere where I could spend money quickly. But listen to this. Best Buy is now going to be selling its first prescription medical device, the Dexcom G7. It's used for treating diabetes. It contains a small device that's inserted under the skin to track glucose levels in real time. It delivers data to a receiver or a smartphone app. 
when I said Best Buy, what did you think Rob could spend money on? And then I come up with a glucose monitoring machine. Interesting, right? I find it interesting, even if you don't. Um, you know what? I I really enjoyed the um, during the writer strike, the comedians from the late night TV shows, Jimmy Fallon, Jimmy Kimmel, um, John Oliver, um, a couple others in there, Seth Meyers, and I know I'm forgetting one, but they all got together and did what's was called strike force five. And they did 12 podcasts and where you got to really know, like what does their wife think of them? And it was a really, really well done podcast. And it just ended. I was listening to it at three in the morning. Um, but share things with people. If you can, um, I like late night television. I grew up with late night television. David Letterman was a God to me. You could probably sense some David Letterman wannabe from me. When you listen to the show, Howard Stern, David Letterman, uh, Jim Rome from sports, all were major influences in my media career. Wow. Other things that I want to flirt with as I wrap this up. Um, I like where we are. And I told you that I was writing a letter to a client slash friend of mine from work 25 years ago. He was my first co-host or he was the host and I was the money guy on his show. Um, talking about mortgages, um, I will do that kind of stuff. If you have questions for me, drop me an email, rob at robblackshow.com. He has questions. I'll always ask. And for me to like scold him a little bit on him using the term, the markets are, you know, tanking. They're not tanking. I like where we are. What do I think is going to work next? Small cap and mid cap? Maybe. I don't know. I like how it all works over time, though. Charlie Munger, be patient. Oh, big event coming up October 28th in San Mateo at the Crown Plaza. Saturday, 10 to noon, the seven tests of retirement readiness. Find it at robblackshow.com. Think you're in good shape for retirement? Find out how you're really doing with the seven tests of retirement readiness. Join Rob Black and CFP Chad Burton of EP Wealth Advisors Saturday, October 28th in San Mateo. They'll walk you through these seven tests to find out whether you are really ready for the retirement you want. Rob will provide timely commentary, and Chad will share specific strategies for taxes, income, long-term care, safe money, investing, life goals, and more. If you have at least $500,000 in investable assets and want to retire better, pass on your estate, and minimize taxes, this event is for you. Find out if you're on the right track with the seven tests of retirement readiness, Saturday, October 28th, 10 a.m. to noon at the Crown Plaza in San Mateo. Space is limited, so sign up today at robblackshow.com. That's robblackshow.com. Can you pass all seven tests? Sign up today online at robblackshow.com. Three-star general Michael J. Flynn, head of the Pentagon Intelligence Agency, knew all the government's dirty secrets. He was one of the most respected generals in the military. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He understood its funding. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. The explosive new documentary, Flynn, deliver the truth, whatever the cost, and covers the facts behind this scandal. Flynn told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. I find out the worst enemy that I'm going to face in my life is right here in America. They took my assessment and they wanted me to change it. I was like, I'm not changing it. They had to get rid of Flynn. 
with in-depth interviews, archival footage, and never-before-seen personal records of the man behind the headlines. I just felt like I was drowning. Flynn, deliver the truth, whatever the cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to salemnow.com, salemnow.com.